0: for the decorations. Appreciate it. You did a good job. Hey, Amen. They look good. Look good. Gissette does a good job every time and the women we thank y'all for, for what y'all do and and how hard everybody works. It's a blessing. I promise. Um, so Amen. I don't know of any prayer requests, but you pray. If you know of something, you pray. Lift it up to God as we pray this morning and watch God work and move in your life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this day and the time we've already had together and the time we're going to have, God, that you just open up our hearts and minds to receive your word today. God, that we're attentive to Your Word and we're receptive. And, God, we go out of here different, stronger than we come in because we've listened and we've learned and we've heard Your Word and let Your Spirit work and move in our life. God, we just... um... Lift up anything to you this morning, Father God, that you just touch and move in everybody's hearts and lives. God, be with Brad this morning as he brings, brings your word this morning, God, that he allows himself to, to let your Holy Spirit rule and reign in his life. And, and Father God, that, that boldness come upon him, clarity of speech, all that, Father, where he can proclaim what you've given him this morning. We thank you for that. God, we just um, ask that you just touch and bless in this time of giving this morning, Father, that you touch and bless each and every one in here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, well, children can go to children's church this morning. Some of them's already back there, so just one left. Amen. I mean, y'all ready to receive the word this morning? Amen, amen. We all give the Lord a hand clap offering His praise as a brother comes up this morning to to give it.
1: Okay. Everything good? Okay. It's good to be in God's house this morning. Uh, it's good to be back. You know, I've already been blessed. Uh, uh, like J.J. said, I've already felt like I've had church. Uh, through the obedience of some. You know, and like Brother David Carroll said, this it, it's not out of order any time you come to this altar. That's why we're here. If we didn't allow that, we would be out of order. Right, so anytime you feel the Spirit of God talking to you, anytime you feel conviction, come to the altar right then. Don't wait because what happens when you wait? Most time you wait, you don't do it. Right, but it's it's great to be here this morning. I thank God for uh, sweaty clammy hands. Listen, listen, that sounds funny, but the last time I preached a message up here, I was in a panic attack. So you know what? This is an example why we thank God in the and why we're in the valleys and, and all this. I thank God for the sweaty, clammy hands because it was a lot worse last time I was up here. It, it's through His grace that I feel better today and, and, and able to, to bring forth what He's laid on my heart. Today I want to start in Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. And the title of this message is, Get Your Soul Ready. Notice it doesn't say, Get Your Soul Ready. It says, Get Your Soul Ready. Um, 4 and verse 3. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened, as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because... It had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now I know we've all heard this parable before most of us have probably all of us about the the sowing of seeds and and the different soils and 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 where the seeds fell and um you know today we're going to be talking metaphorically um the soil represents the spiritual life the spiritual life is is life lived in god and with god So first, let's talk about the different types of soils it said it fell on. It said it fell by the wayside. Okay, the wayside was soil that was hardened by human or animal traffic. Like a walkway kind of pathway that's traveled a lot. You know, the seed falls there. it, It never has a chance because it's stomped on, it's withered. If something were to grow, it would die anyway because it would be trampled on. Stony places. This was soil that's too shallow. You know, it's possible the soil's rich enough that it could grow something, but the soil's too shallow, so there's not enough enough there to support it. So when the sun comes up, it withers it away. Among thorns. This is soil with wild growth. This means that the seed can grow, but the thorns are going to choke it out. There's too many things that don't belong there that's going to choke this seed out, and any kind of growth is going to be choked out. And then there's good ground. This is tilled soil for prosperous growth. This is soil like you would see in in someone's garden that they've they've actually cared for and took care of. They've took the time to to till up the ground and soften it and done all the necessary steps to prepare it for growth. You know, as God was revealing these things to me... um, He said, you know, we're going to go kind of a different way with this than than most that you've heard before. The condition of the soul in these verses is what determines the potential for growth. Right? So how we condition our soul, soul being our spiritual life, how we condition our soul is going to determine what kind of growth we can have. That's going to be what determines our potential, how far we can get, where we can go with God. is how we prepare our soul. You know, those who... Uh, I found a word I really like when I was studying this. Lackadaisical. It's fun to say, isn't it? Lackadaisical. Those who have become complacent and lackadaisical are not likely to receive the word with benefit. Lackadaisical is lacking enthusiasm and determination, lacking life or spirit. Okay? So guess what? Okay, if we've become complacent with how our soul is, how our spiritual life has become, if we're okay with where we're at, we're not going to grow. If there's a little bit of growth there, it's not going to grow any bigger, there's not going to multiply, it's not going to give us crop to harvest because we've become unenthusiastic about God's Word. We're not determined to go higher. We're not determined to get better. We're happy where we're at, and we don't care if anything grows there. We're just okay. That's the problem with the world today. we become okay. Listen, and God hit me with this. Before I can preach it, I've got to be convicted of it. I've got to pray about it. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm just happy where I'm at. You know what have we all heard before? You know I don't drink, I don't cuss, and I pray sometimes. So I'm okay, right? That's not okay. Just because we've given up the things we're willing to give up, doesn't mean it's okay. We got to give to God what 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 is God's. We got to let Him carry our burdens and wipe away our sins, and we got to prepare our soul so we can have things grow there. Our spiritual life can get stronger. You know, it said that some did not understand Jesus' parables. And why that is, was their spiritual blindness. They didn't understand the, the parables that Jesus was speaking because they weren't ready uh, to prepare themselves. They weren't looking to benefit themselves in any way. You know, we have to be we have to be careful not to get relaxed, what I was just talking about. We, we can't get relaxed and complacent, uh, or we'll become spiritually blind. There will be something right in front of our face, but we won't see it because we're not trying to see it. We're not looking for the blessings from God anymore. We're not looking for the enthusiasm we need to serve Him. We're not looking for the knowledge and the wisdom we need to grow. We're not looking for those things. We've become spiritually blind. All we're seeing is the worldly things. You know, it's time. We have to get our soul ready for the growth of God in our life. We've got to prepare. And, and, and you know, we, we've got to talk about how to do that. We've got to talk about the things that need to be done so, so we can get to where we need to, to, to be with God. Because we can't keep repeating the same steps over and over and over and, and expecting things to get better, to get different. We've got to, we've got to be willing to accept what He's put in front of us. We've got to be willing to do the task that He wants us to do to prepare our soul for growth. In Mark 4 and 24, then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to who hear, more will be given. Okay, so, all right, listen, what's this telling us? Those who hear and receive, more will be given, right? If we hear what God's telling us, if we see what God's showing us, then He can give us more. But here's the deal, okay? What we got to do first is we got to understand and, and, and what God's showing us. We got to take it in. We got to study on it. We got to understand it. We got to we got to grow from it. And then He can and then He can take us to the next level, to the next stage in our life. He can give us our next blessing. Uh, the next piece of the puzzle we need to get where He wants us to be. But first, we've got to understand what's in front of us. Too many people are now, now, now. I want it now. I've got to have it right now. I don't want to wait. And, you know, that's the problem with today. The, the problem today, we don't want to get our soul ready. We don't want to get our spiritual life ready to receive. We just want to see the plant. We want to see the growth. We want to see the crop. We want to harvest the crop and we haven't even plowed the ground yet. We get, we get too, too me, me, me. It's all about me. I gotta have this and I gotta have that. And I'm, I'm better than what I've got. I need better than what God's given me. Because we're not willing to take care of the soil, to take care of our spiritual life enough that we can see growth in our life. We want it before we work for it. That's the world we live in now. We get trophies for showing up. We get, we get extra money on our paychecks for being on time to work. What does the world become? We don't have to prepare the soil anymore to reap the harvest. Everything's given to us before we put the work in. You know, and I'm glad God makes us work for these things. Because you appreciate things more when you work for them. And God says, I'm going to give you this. But I need you to understand this. I need you to learn from this. I need you to grow from this so I can give you the next piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I need you to prepare your soul, to prepare your spiritual life to receive what I have for you. Yeah. You know, I thought about some things that have to take place before, before you can have growth, say in a garden or in your spiritual life. And 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 how it applies physically, realistically in the world. If you were gardening, how that applies and and to the spiritual side of it. Okay. So plow the ground, right? We all know we have to plow the ground to soften the soil before we can plant anything spiritually plow on the ground, allow Jesus to come into our hearts and save us. This is how we break ground. The first thing we have to do to prepare our soul, the first thing we have to do for our spiritual well-being, our spiritual life, is we have to allow Jesus into our hearts. That's the first step. Nothing else in this life matters until that happens. I want you to understand that. There's a quote from Mark Twain that says, there's two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you understand why or realize why. God didn't allow any of us to be born to perish and to die and to go to hell. He didn't didn't, didn't make any of us be born to do those things. His intentions is that we would come to know Him and that we would plow the ground. We would accept Him as our Savior, allow Him into our life so growth could begin in us. Number two, weed the soil. After you plow ground, we all know most of the time there's going to be loose grass, whatever in there. It's a pain in the tail, but it's got to be done, right? Spiritually, weeding the soil, let God show you what to remove from your life to follow Him. Weeding the soil is allowing God to show you This ain't me deciding what I'm willing to let go of and what I'm willing to keep. This is me being a true Christian and a child of God and saying, God, you show me what needs to be taken out of my life so that I can live for you. Just like the weeds in the garden after you plow. you got to remove the bad so that the good can grow. It doesn't stand a chance without it. You know, I remember when I got saved, I had to make a very hard phone call. Because I was following God, and He had done told me and showed me, your friend group's got to change. So I made the call to one of my very best friends. That Several of my friends were always there, so it was more than one I was talking to. But I made the call to several friends. One, uh, a couple I even know were atheists at the time. And I made the call and told them, look, I love you. I really love you, but I've made a change in my life. I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I can't be around you anymore if you're going to do the things you're doing. And I know right now you're not willing to change. So i got to remove myself from the situation. I had to weed the soil. I had to remove the bad things in my life that were going to hold me back from doing what God intended for me to do. You know, the old saying is garbage in, garbage out. And nobody knows how true that is. We've all lived it at some point. What you watch all the time, what you hear all the time, the people you're around all the time is going to be what you reflect. It's time to start making good decisions. Okay, let's quit jumping right back into the garbage and let's weed out this soil so that growth can occur. Number three, plant the seed. Plant the seed is realize we need God in the middle of everything we do. To have growth, okay? We can't have anything without a seed, right? There's got to be a seed before there can be a growth. God has to be in the middle of everything we do before we can grow. Ah, you know. Well, you're telling me that I can't be religious and God not be in every part of my life. That's. I'm not telling you, you can't that that you can't serve God. That way, I'm telling you that you're not going to get the full benefits from your Christianity. God is not going to get everything He wants from you until you surround everything you do around God. Everything you do. You know, we can, we can include God in everything we do. Everything in life, we can include God. You know, some get content before this step. Right? We get saved We remove a few bad things from our life, okay? So we've plowed the ground, we've weeded the soil. We're not going to plant a seed then. We're happy where we're at, right? I've I've accepted the Lord and Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm going to go to heaven. I've got rid of some of these bad things. I'm good enough. I've done enough. That's all I'm I'm willing to do. That's not what God called us to do. If we're not growing every day and getting stronger every day, then we're getting weaker. There's no in-between. You're not staying the same. I, want, I need everybody to realize that because I have to realize that. You're not staying the same. If you're not looking for growth, if you're not starving for growth, if you're not enthusiastic and determined to grow, then you're weakening. There's no in-between. Number four, fertilize the soil. Surround your life with people and things that allow you to grow. Don't think you're strong enough to do this without support we got to fertilize the ground, don't we? Yeah. We've got to surround our life with people who love God. We've got to uh, sur- surround ourselves with godly things. We've got to read the Word of God. It helps to listen to praise music as often as you can. We've got to surround ourselves with the good things. Listen, I-, I used to listen to a lot of Hank Jr., okay? I liked him. Okay? And if... Song come on the radio and you listen to it, okay, whatever. But if that's all I listen to all day long, before long I'm just gonna be a redneck rebel ready to kick somebody in the teeth, ain't I? (laughs) You know, you've gotta just you've gotta allow yourself to grow by surrounding your thing yourself with things that are gonna allow you to grow. That's what you've gotta do. And like I said, don't do it without support. Our Wednesday night men's meeting that we have? The support I've gotten through that is is—it's amazing. It's, I look forward to it. I need it. I starve for it. You know, I love each and every one of them that's in there with me. We talk about things that maybe we wouldn't talk about around anybody. We, we work through things together. And, and without that support, I would become weaker. Yeah. Number five, maintain soil and growth. Okay, this is work on what you have gained. Nurture and thank God for your progress daily. Pray for more knowledge and wisdom. Okay, so now we are fallen on good ground, right? We've got our soil ready, we've got growth. Now we've got to maintain that. We've got to maintain that soil, keep it clean, keep it fresh, keep it fertilized. And the growth that we have, now we have to nurture those things and care for them and take care of them, right? right. We've got to do these things, and we got to pray for more knowledge and more wisdom from God. And we got to thank Him daily for what He's already done for us. Thank Him daily. Thank Him that, Lord, my spiritual life is better because I've I've taken care of my soul, and I'm ready for growth now. Lord, help me to grow. Help me to grow more. 4 and 25 says, For whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Okay? This is saying, whoever has spiritual life will continue to learn and grow. Whoever does not have spiritual life will lose what little desire for God they have. Okay. If I have spiritual life, if there's spiritual life in me and I'm enthusiastic about what I'm doing, I'm determined I'm going to get to church every time the doors are open, I'm going to continue to grow. My only stumbling block can be me. That's the only thing that can keep me from growing is myself. By keeping positive things in my life and keeping the negative things out and keeping my eyes on God and having enthusiasm and a spiritual life, I can continue to grow. But, there's some that have lost that spiritual life that they once had. Brother, you was talking about uh, the times that JJ went through. Look, the last before my first message here, it had been probably eight years since I'd preached the message. I had lost the spiritual life that I had. I had lost it. It wasn't gone, it wasn't taken away from me. But it was hid so deep down that I had to search and search and search to find it. And the only thing that got me there was turning my eyes back to God. And when this happens, our desire for God becomes so minute and so small that we don't care if we're fed anymore. We don't care if we miss a Sunday. We don't care if we miss a month of Sundays. We don't care about the people around us we just have no desire to serve God anymore it's because we've we've hardened our hearts because we've walked away from God our hearts have become hardened if you will turn with me to hosea chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 You know, we were just talking about the people without their spiritual life will lose what desire for God they have, and then this Hosea right here flows right into that. Now, this was talking about Hosea. It was it, you know, Israel was God's chosen people, and they turned their backs on Him, and they become hypocrites and ungrateful uh, for for what God had done, that He had chosen them. Um, they they wasn't reflecting god anymore at all verse 12 says so for your self-righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground for it's time to seek the lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you you have plowed wickedness you have reaped iniquity you have eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own ways We've turned our spiritual lives off what we were just talking about. Let me ask you something. Have you ever watched somebody die spiritually? Have you ever saw somebody that once was on fire for God? Have you watched it wither away? It's hard to see. I'm sure for me it was hard for people to see when I was going through it. And now I see people and I've seen people go through it and it's hard. You lay down at night and you think about it. You know, there was a point in time that this person, when I seen him, was full of God and full of the Spirit and full of life and energy and love. And now, the next time I see him, it don't look the same anymore. And the time after that, I see him, it looks even worse. To the point we don't care about people anymore. We don't care about uh, God's blessings and the Spirit of God and the way we feel when He moves in our life. We don't feel that anymore because we've died spiritually. It's hard to see and it's hard to watch. And the hardness of, of heart directly affects the spiritual insight and understanding. When we allow our hearts to be hardened, we don't have the insight God wants us to have. We don't have that understanding. We stop caring about the things that mean most of us in life because we're dying spiritually. We've allowed contaminants to get into the soil, into our spiritual life, and to kill the growth that we had. And we have no intentions on on, on rebuilding this soil again so that it can be fertile again and, and, and that growth can take place. That's the last thing on our minds now because we're spiritually dead. That's a hard place to get. And a hard place to get out of. If you will, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. You know, and all these verses kind of directly intertwine with this original verses that I read about sowing the seeds and, and, and harvesting and the different types of soil. But let me tell you, God, He wants you to do right. He wants your soul to be ready because He wants to bless you. He wants you to see growth. He wants you to maintain it. He wants you to be stronger each and every day until the point where you have a relationship like no other with Him. There's no separation between you two. It says, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. There it is. We've got to humble ourselves before God and seek the truth to find it. Because He wants to bless you. He's saying, you've looked for this. You've searched for it. It's been something that that that, that you've, you've attempted. And you're seeking for my wisdom, my knowledge. You're seeking to understand the things I've put in front of you. So because of that, now I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to multiply it. And I'm going to keep it coming as long as you'll let me. As long as you'll stay humble. As long as you'll let me work in your life. I'm going to continue to let things flow. I'm going to continue to bless you. Like I said, it's only us that can change that. We can turn it on and we can turn it off, right? Nobody else. If you're sitting here this morning and you know that your soul is not prepared no more, your spiritual life is dim or is dead or not where it needs to be for new growth, the only person that can change it is you. You know, before today's, uh, before I even got up here this morning, one had already been through the altar and been obedient to God. Several more in the room were crying. I was tearing up. The Spirit of God was in here. People were making an attempt to be obedient. People were making attempts to serve Him and to be humble in front of Him. And what did He do? He blessed us for it. If we're doing the things that God calls us to do, there's going to be blessings to follow. If we're around people we need to be around and things we need to be around, then He's going he's to supply us with our needs and He's going to minister to us and love us and show us the things we need to see. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my words be that goes from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You could read that a million times and it should still hit you just right in the chest. Right in the heart. God doesn't send us things so He can take them back. He doesn't rain down the blessings on us so He can take them back away from us. Because of our obedience and humility and humbleness, He wants to rain down blessings on us. And also He can jerk it back away from us. He wants to give us the things we stand in need of. And His Word won't return to Him void. You know, He had this Word for me this morning to bring and to preach this morning. It's not me. I don't want to get in the way. My prayer every time I pray is, God, I want You to use me as a mouthpiece that Your will be done, that I not stand in the way or get in the way or try to put my thoughts or opinions on any of it. But I want your will to be done. You know, God's Word is like, think of it as an unwrapped gift, the Word of God. Unless the package is open, the gift remains unseen. Right? Once we remove the wrapping, there's great value. So God's Word, guess what? We've got to get into it. We've got to do something with it. We can't just let it sit on the shelf at home. We, we can't let it sit in the back seat of the car for months. We've got to get in God's Word, and we've got to unwrap it. And we've got to find the gift that's inside, because the gift inside is unusable if we don't use it, right? We've got to open the gift before we can use the gift. We've got to open God's Word, and we've got to unwrap it later at a time until it, it has value in our life. Just like that gift under a tree for Christmas. Once you get inside of it, that gift is going to have some kind of value for you. Something you can use. Something you can do something with. Until we unwrap God's Word, it's useless in our lives. We've got to put the work in to unwrap it and get the gift of God's Word out so it can have value to us. I think the reason we have such a hard time doing this Because today's people, me included, we're searching after our own happiness, our children's happiness, our husband's happiness, our wife's happiness. Listen, God didn't intend for us to be happy all the time. That's hard to hear, isn't it? There's joy and there's happiness. We talk about this all the time. God intends on the joy in my heart and the joy He's put there to always be there. I'm always going to have that joy. I'm not always going to have the happiness. Right? But, we work so hard to make ourselves happy. I deserve to be happy. I should be happier. What did I do to not be happy anymore? The people around me, that's what's making me unhappy. It's their fault. It's my husband's fault, my wife's fault, my children's fault, my parents' fault. It's it's all their fault that I'm not happy anymore. No, it's your fault that you've let the joy of God leave you. Because with the joy that God puts in you, even in those bad times, even when you're in those valleys, you know that He's got your back and He's going to see you through it. You know, we work so hard to do certain things in life. I'm going to talk a little bit about some things we do here. You know, church requires too much time and serving God requires too much energy. But there's a certain man who comes, a certain man who comes once a year and brings all the children presents. And this man's out to 2 o'clock in the morning. This man eats his cookies, he drinks his milk, he puts the kids' presents under the tree, ready to pull his hair out because he's had such a long night and he's got to make sure he gets all these things done. And then the elf, you know, Santa's elf, he moves from here to there and creates all kinds of chaos and dirties up the house and, and stays up to all hours. And It's amazing what kind of effort and time we can put into things that will bring temporary happiness. But when it's time to make God happy, it takes too much time to come to church. I don't have time to be at church. It takes too much energy to serve God. I'm not taking an hour out of my day and reading a couple chapters and, and studying and see what how God's going to apply that to my life. It's too exhausting. It's too, it's too time-consuming. I've got things I've got to do. Those things I just mentioned take a lot more time, don't they? We'll make sure, we will make sure we travel all across the country and go to every one of our kids' ball games to make them happy, to make us happy. And you know what? While we're there, we'll even hoop and holler and... We've got to get our soul ready this morning, church. We've got to get our spiritual life where it belongs. I want everybody to do me a favor and be obedient this morning. Like I said, there's already been one in the altar before service even really started good, during praise and worship. There has been several more that's already shed tears here today. I want you to be obedient this morning. If you know your spiritual life's not where it needs to be for growth, there's only one way to get it there. Like I've already said, there's only one way. We're the only person that can keep us from doing it. And we've got to start by plowing the ground. If we don't have that salvation, if we haven't asked Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, there's not going to be any growth. That's the first thing we've got to do. If that's been done, then we went all the, through the, all the other steps. If you're not growing, if you're not seeing God's blessings, if you don't feel like you belong, prepare the soul. Get yourself, get your life ready for the growth of God. Remove the garbage and bring in the good.